why is there nothing sustainable? When you look at gummy supplements, they're always packed in plastic bottles. And I really hated it. Like this sustainability angle has really been always a, a big part like for me. Um, and the other thing was, I didn't know which vitamins to take. There was no guidance as such. And there was just nothing that was aesthetically pleasing. And I felt like, you know, I have something for, you know, the, the whole cosmetic world is so full of like beautiful brands, aesthetic brands um, that really engage you to take, put it on. But like in terms of supplements, it's always just like this plastic packaging. It's quite flashy usually and um, just not very incentivizing. <laughs> Hey guys, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Catch Ups in My Kitchen with me, Georgia Simmons, host of the podcast. This week, I'm joined by Naila, founder of the gummy brand Neo. Neo is a holistic supplement gummy brand, which is on a mission to help you improve your health, skin, and immune system through providing you with delicious gummies to incorporate into your everyday. Naila had a tough journey with her health growing up due to a mixture of diet, constantly changing locations and therefore surroundings and contradictory healthcare recommendations. It wasn't until she settled down, stayed in one place for a long period of time and worked on her diet and nutrition that everything began to fall into place. This highlighted to Naila that it wasn't just one element that contributed to her health but a mixture of elements working together in harmony. Therefore, Naila started Nao to make supplements accessible and sustainable to incorporate into your everyday in a tasty, nutritious and effective way. I think Naila's health journey is one that a lot of people will be able to relate to. So I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Find out about why gummies are actually more effective than taking pill supplements and just a lot more about health and holistic health. I know my audience here at Catch-Ups in My Kitchen are always really interested to find new ways of feeling the best versions of themselves and so I hope this episode will provide that for you. Enjoy the episode and as always have a lovely lovely rest of your day. Neela, so nice to have you in my kitchen. How are you? I'm great, thank you. So we have an elevator pitch to kick things off. Can you explain who you are and what you do? So I'm Nele, I'm a certified nutrition coach and the founder of Neo Nutrition. And our mission is really to help people get to know supplements in an easy, fun and accessible way and make it just a very easy and enjoyable treat to take on a daily basis. Amazing. I'm so excited to talk about this because I feel like the gummy space is expanding and growing and there's so much to talk about when it comes to supplements and it's such a fun way of taking them. But before we get into all of this, we have a quick fire round okay. about all things food. So, sweet or savory? Uh, savory. Pizza or pasta? Pasta. Go-to cuisine? Oof, that's a difficult one. I would say Greek, probably. Ooh, good one. No one said that yet. Uh, cook in or eat out? Uh, eat out. Yeah, and what's your favorite delivery? Probably Thai. Mm, Rosa's, Rosa's Thai, I guess. Yes, that is a, <laughs> a good basic, one. but always good. <laughs> always good, always delivers. Okay, I'd love to start at the beginning, like your childhood and your health journey growing up. Can you share a little bit about what growing up was like and also your health struggles? 
Of course. So I think uh, what's like important to know from the background is that I, I always grew up in, you know, various different countries, various cultures. And I think that really, um, you know, triggered some sort of not only like the sort of cosmopolitan understanding, but also um, it always, you know, pulled me from one background to the next and, um, you know, kind of stressed me out and my body I would say because we were living in Greece we were living in Germany we moved several times when we were, were in Germany and I think um, when I was I think around 12 years old I developed acne and like uh, you know it started like just a little bit but then my mom was like oh that's not a problem and then we went to the doctor and um, he said oh well you know it's nothing don't worry here's your your cream here's your uh, whatever and I put it on and it never really worked and I was like devastated and my mom never had these issues so for me it was like difficult because not only did I feel very uh, like self-conscious in my skin but also you know there was nothing really helping me so um, I think um, from that age on I decided to you know be more present with myself um, but I still didn't have the tools to do whatever and I was living in the time in Germany um, and they, you know my parents divorced so it was quite a you know rough time for for me as a child I guess and obviously these kind of emotional triggers then really also bring out diseases or like you know sort of uh, skin issues in you um, people have rashes I developed acne so I think in that sense it just didn't really help I believe um, and then we went to um, more um, doctors and tried to help and they all just gave me like antibiotics they gave me pills whatever nothing worked it just deteriorated my gut health to be honest and um, that was basically most of my, my childhood so I was I remember I was really going from one dermatologist to the next and nothing really helped me and I was um, yeah not not very happy and then I moved to to the UK to go to the school and um, I think the the food <laughs> at school was just not really um, you know my thing so it was like I remember we had like fried Friday where everything was fried including like Snickers bites I'm not sure which <laughs> oh my god Yeah, it was like this is terrible Hold on. i know fried friday it was literally called fried friday and there was everything fried from like the battered fish to you know obviously fries to we had like desserts that were got you know snickers bites fried it was like all super unhealthy and i think yeah right that was my reaction and i think at the time you know the whole health movement wasn't really aware there was not such an awareness about it I think these days when you would send your child to school um, you know that would be a complete different thing there would be like a veggie selection and a salad selection but that time it was just not like on the agenda I guess and so um, yeah I was exposed obviously not to import like good nutrients for my body and not enough vitamins I believe um, and then yeah I just my, my skin deteriorated even more and then it got to a point where I was really anxious going out. Um, I would always put on like several layers of makeup. I would really feel uh, you know, not good on my skin. Um, and I started doing my bachelor's uh, back in Germany. Um, wasn't really happy with it. Um, switched subject actually once um, and also town again. So here comes back into play, moving around a lot. Um, and I think that was um, the peak I think of my skin health, my personal skin health was um, when I uh, finished my bachelor's and I had like this really bad cystic acne and I really tried every antibiotic in line and everything that was nearly possible. And it was just like, okay, what, 
what can we do? And there was this one medication that uh, my doctor then prescribed to me, which was Accutane. Um, so for those of you who don't know it, it's basically a, a very, very strong um, acne treatment. Um, you have to get onto birth control for it because it can really deteriorate fetus health. If you were to get pregnant, you have to get a blood test every month. So I was like spending more time at my doctor's and you have like side effects like um, dry eyes, um, dry lips. I could sometimes even peel off my um, my skin from my lips. I had nosebleeds every other morning. So it was really severe because it depends on which level you are. And since I had been suffering for like 10 years, it was uh, you know important for me to <laughs> go on a higher level because I was just done with it. And yeah, so I, that was, I think, the, 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 the point where I was like, okay, I need to change something. I can't just live on like that. And my, my parents got concerned, obviously, because, you know, these medications, they do something to you, not just for your skin, but like also for your gut health. And my whole body was like, not in a state of, uh, you know, health, I would say. So I like started to investigate more into nutrition and what changes I could make. I shifted my diet to mostly vegan. Um, so from, I wouldn't say I was a big meat eater back then, but I really tried to, you know, be a bit more present and consume less because the testosterone and the meat can actually trigger um, your acne. Um, so I was just trying to avoid that, try to avoid dairy. And back in the time I was, I felt a little bit lost because whenever I went to a dermatologist, they would always recommend me this treatment or that, or, you know, to cover the side effects, they would give me a pill. And I always thought, well, but like no one has actually ever asked me like how I'm emotionally doing, how my mental health state was, what I'm eating. So only by looking at blog posts, I realized that, you know, for example, consuming dairy can actually cause acne and that, you know, obviously your emotional state of mind can really, you know, trigger things in you. And so I think that was really when I started to be more aware of, you know, what you know, levers in my life I can pull to to make changes. Um, and then basically that was 2019. So I had finished with my uh, bachelor's and I went to, went to Munich. And I remember it very vividly because I used to work at Estee Lauder back then. And so obviously there's a big cosmetic company, right? And I, all my colleagues went into work with like super beautiful makeup. They all looked super beautiful. And then I was like, okay, I need to kind of keep it up. Um, and also because they had like initially when you take Accutane, your skin actually gets worse. Mm. So you actually have these kind of rashes, but like big time um, and then um, yeah I tried to cover it up and it was really I think that was the lowest point when I was at my acne because when it gets so bad it's really like you don't want to go out you don't want to not even go to uh, to the gym without putting makeup on and it was just not a very good time and I remember one time someone came up to me and was like what are these rashes in your face and I felt so intimidated because of this so I think this was really like when I got really anxious about like my you know how my skin looked and you know what I would do and um, gradually luckily it got better because that's a good thing about Accutane it does get better after a certain amount of time so for like a year or so I had like then perfect skin like baby skin like literally I think I never had this amazing skin back um, and I went to London and I think then I'm not sure what it was exactly so I think there's like a 25% chance of uh, your acne returning once you were on Accutane and for me that happened so it's like okay no I can't just go on it again this is like too much for me 
Um, and then I decided to really look into nutrition more um, and really try to shift my mindset in terms of, okay, what veggies I'm eating, uh, which are good for me, what is like very good for your skin, what I'm drinking, increasing my hydration, going on walks, you know, stacking those positive routines in my life and also becoming more confident in my own skin because you know no matter how bad you look in that kind of uh, physical way um, because of your rashes you need to feel like your very best and you know you it's it's not about how you look it's really about how you feel the problem is obviously with acne that it kind of correlates and so I think once I started implementing those little changes I really saw like an effect on my skin so it was you know the time when I started going out again not feeling self-conscious and um, yeah that was really when I thought, okay, I need to, I want to work in that space. So this was really the, the point when I was like, okay, what are my deepest, I think, needs and what are the biggest problems I have? And I think when you're going to business school, for example, you're always, um, you're always being asked, okay, if you want to found a startup, what are the problems you encounter in your daily life, right? And for me, that was skincare. There was always like the biggest thing. I would wake up every morning and I would think about my skin and I would go to sleep and think about it. And so for me, it was clear that my first startup would be something to do with skin. Yeah. <laughs> wow, there's so much in that story to unpack and so many people listening will relate to so much of that. And skin really is confidence. Like you feel feeling good in your skin and looking good in your skin is just vital and also your skin shows so much about what's going on inside I had a skin person on the podcast recently and we were talking about that and I was like you know if you've got a spot somewhere or acne or a rash it's showing you that there's something going on inside and that's it's indicating where the problem is is it hormonal is it liver is it stomach is it you know diet it, it will just indicate all of that so it's so so interesting and also so interesting that you know, being so unsettled and moving around so much, that is so key. Like when you're unsettled physically or even unsettled mentally, it'll have such an impact on your on your skin and your skin health. So yeah, that is that is really, really amazing and also awful for you to go through all that because like that is yeah, I mean, really, really hard, especially when you're working in somewhere like Essilorda where like it's all about looking and glowing and feeling exactly. great and you're there like, I yeah. feel the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that is real quite a journey. So I guess it's really important to highlight that, that it's the link between nutrition, like wellness, lifestyle, all of these things are linked together. 100%. And I think people think it's one, but all these pillars are so interlinked and it's just such a holistic thing, which I don't think doctors, doctors are great, don't get me wrong, but I don't <laughs> think they focus enough on this. 100%. I think yeah. It really is, you know, they're just prescribing you with creams and, and things to take, but actually diet and how you're feeling mentally is a huge part of all of this so yeah super super interesting so your first business and you mentioned let's talk about this what was it um (laughs) yeah explain so my first business was called skinnetry so as in skin and nutrition a very uh, clear correlation and um the the reason why i founded it was again related to my skin story but also i was always someone who had a sweet tooth and whatever I ate in terms of chocolates or any other candy form for example gummies um, I would get you know I would uh, get breakouts and it would just obviously deteriorate my health and then this is the the kind of issue that you have you're always in a already in a not so great state mentally and you want to you know light up your mood and then obviously candies are sometimes a way to you know give you a moment of like happiness and then when you eat that obviously a couple of days later you have the results yeah, <laughs> quite like, visibly brilliant. yeah exactly 
Um, and so I thought, well, that would be so nice to eat my chocolates, my beloved chocolates, without feeling bad about it and just having something that actually helps my skin. This podcast is brought to you by Parla, the sustainable solution to all your oral care needs. After having Dr. Simon Chard on the podcast, one of the co-founders of Parler, I was blown away by the facts that he was telling me, such as every tube of toothpaste that you've ever used still exists on the planet today. And that is because the toothpaste tubes aren't recyclable and they aren't biodegradable. So whether you're looking for a high gloss whitening toothpaste tablet or a chewable mouthwash tablet with extra probiotics, Parla have provided the solution to all your oral care needs in a sustainable format. And they also come in this beautiful packaging, which is glass and hence recyclable. So if you're desperate to join the revolution and help me stop the problem of all this plastic going into our oceans, then use the code Georgia Simmons to get 10% off your order and try Parla today. Head to www parlortoothpastetabs.com or check the link out in the show notes. Let's get back to the episode. And so I thought, why not infuse chocolate with collagen and other vitamin A, for example, retinol, to then, you know, promote cell reproduction and really help my skin to recover. So all the ingredients that I saw back in the days when I worked at Estee Lauder, um, like, why don't you just, you know, you can put it in a cream. Why don't you just put it in a chocolate? I mean, they're essential vitamins, right? Um, so why not just put it in a chocolate and help people indulge carefree? And that was my initial goal. And that was the kind of mission of the brand. Um, so I founded it sort of during lockdown. I did my first Instagram channel there and I started baking at home and like, you know, trying to to find the right, um, you know, chocolate to 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 do it but then it was really when I came to the UK and I studied um, here and in, in the business school that I finally found a supplier who could produce it for me like in a proper way because obviously I wouldn't you know produce it in my kitchen no. um, and yeah that was that was a, a really cool journey because obviously it involved a lot of chocolate testing which was great Fun. and also great for my flatmates flatmates back in the days and I I still have friends of mine saying Nila I really miss skin or two we always had this chocolate um, and I loved it, but it was, um, I think the reason um, then it was just maybe not the right startup to go with was just because um, the margins weren't great on chocolate and there were ethical concerns around it. Um, obviously, child labor on the cocoa plants, it's not something you can't can really control when you're sitting in the UK and you don't know what's going on in Colombia. And so um, that was really the time when I I'd had my first doubts, I guess. Okay, the, interesting. Yeah. I love <laughs> talking about business. This is going to sound really bad. I love talking about businesses that haven't worked because I've had so many. And I think it's so nice to be able to look back and think, oh, I love this, this and this. But in hindsight, that wasn't right. That wasn't right. And that didn't work. Um, I also feel like with chocolate, this is so really interesting one. I always think, I know another brand, I don't know if it still exists, that did a healthy chocolate. And I'm always like, but do people want to eat chocolate for health or do they want indulgence? Yeah. And it's like, if you've got, I don't know, a galaxy or you've got some healthy chocolate, you're going to have the galaxy. You're like, well, if I'm going to have the chocolate, I want to have the chocolate. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, the idea of a healthy skin infused chocolate is so fantastic because you're like, I can combine the two. But actually the majority of consumers will just want the unhealthy one because they're like, well, I'm making a semi-unhealthy decision anyway. I may as well go all the way. 
Um, but it is so interesting. So what lessons, what other lessons did you take from this business that you then kind of put into Neo? So I think um, to, to kind of conclude the story on why it didn't work out in the end of the day is uh, because I think this is important just to know, to answer your question is because um, first of all, there were the ethical concerns and there were um, the, the margins that just weren't really great because you cannot sell a chocolate for like seven pounds. I mean, you could, but like probably it's not going to scale very widely. Um, and then the, my supplier basically told me um, that was October two years ago, three years, sorry, three years ago. Um, and he told me, um, Nila, sorry, but uh, there was someone who came in with a bigger order, so I cannot produce your chocolate right now. And it was just before Christmas season, obviously the biggest season of the year and he said well we can postpone for six months and then we can do it and I was like it doesn't work like that like my business can't just go on pause like it's Christmas and it's so busy for me like that's crazy exactly and since it's a seasonal product you can't really launch a chocolate in summer right or like spring it's not really ideal so you know there were like bits and bobs here and there that uh, I think were not really fitting Um, and then that was really the decision where I thought okay if I really want to have a business that you know can sustain me in the long term and, and can pay myself a salary and my employees a salary and you know do something good and generally good where I can control the kind supply chain as well um it's not the chocolate business at no. least for now you know yeah um oh interesting you said for now <laughs> so i've said this many times as well because i had a granola business and i I've, i put it on hold and i keep saying it's on hold because i would love to go back into it but do you think maybe in the future you will uh, never say never uh, I guess I'm, I'm not sure to be honest the thing is really about the ethical concerns is the one thing that really you know I think is a, right now the obstacle and I think if I could be able to to really control what's going on at the farm I feel feel better and more at ease mm. with myself but I've heard about the startup I think in Berlin who now grows cocoa in a lab even so to wow. kind of get rid of all the concerns so I think there's like a lot of technology evolving so let's see maybe maybe <laughs> maybe okay amazing so when was the moment that you decided to stop this and then when was the moment that you had the idea for Neo yeah because I think closing a business or pausing a business or deciding to step away from it is such a hard decision and I've done it twice and genuinely it's it takes a lot to do it because you are the business's biggest advocate you are the promoter you are the voice it's part of your personality to then be like okay actually this isn't happening anymore bye move away like it's really 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 hard you feel like people are going to be like what you think people are going to ask questions when actually they don't but it is a hard hard decision um so how did you do it and then how long was the gap between this and Mm now so I think it was again like it was probably November October um a couple of years ago and I thought okay this is like you know when my supplier told me no I thought okay no I think I had a I had a gut feeling already a couple of months back and it was then the tipping point where I said okay I don't want to go through this process again trying to find another supplier and looking at the margin it wasn't great so that was really the point where I said okay let's stop this I need to find something else um, and in terms of lessons learned it was really to to come back to your question it was really like you know 
just making things work quickly and also not, you know, being satisfied with 80%, even if it's like, you know, I'm a perfectionist myself, but like sometimes you just have to go with it. Um, and then also um, really focusing on the team because I think the really the team is, is what drives it. And back in the days, it was a bit, it was I was still doing it on my own and it was not very, you know, there wasn't a business. It was more of a project, I feel, looking back at it now. And um, when I then decided to leave it, I felt like, it was sad because people had known me with with skin or tree and i'm still sometimes when i when i go back to my uh, to my university for example um they ask me oh like how's skin or tree doing and i'm like no it's, it's different now <laughs> it's new we've moved on <laughs> yeah um but um i think yeah that was the the point i felt it was sad obviously because it was something that you know kept me going for like two years um but it was i felt it was the right decision mm -hmm. and i think this was you know like when you break up with someone for example you no know, sometimes you feel like you made a wrong decision and at that time I felt like it was the right decision and I felt um, you know there was something better for me to come and um, what then led me to Neo was obviously I had done all the research in terms of the supplements already that I had to put in the chocolate and I just thought wow there's like this strong growth in supplements in general but especially also the gummy category um, and again that was a great I think learning from my time working at Estee Lauder because we did work with um, Douglas which is like a European sort of e retailer for like cosmetic brands like Sephora essentially and back in the days when I worked there they were already like um, point, pinpointing out um, you know growth categories and they mentioned gummies and so I was like okay why not look into this field because gummies have a big margin and they are you know consumables as well and um, they're scalable and they don't have these kind of ethical concerns you don't have to grow a gummy <laughs> on no. a field um, and so I thought wow this this might be it you know it still satisfied uh, my kind of desire to produce a product which would you know cure my sweet tooth so to say um, without being uh, an ethical concern and then this was really the time when I decided to to change it and I think the the proper like day I, I remember it quite vividly because that's pretty much yeah two years ago now so I woke up and I thought I, I didn't feel very good I felt a little bit under the weather and I went to my cupboard and I thought oh my god this is horrible like I had these empty sachets of pills and you know loose vitamins lying around it was like all on blisters so very plastic heavy it just looked gross like I would I really want, wanted to close the door immediately again. And I didn't know which vitamin to take. It was like, okay, do I need, I don't know, vitamin D? Probably, but I don't know. Um, do I need vitamin A? Maybe, I don't know. Um, and then it was like, okay, what? why is there not a, a brand which, you know, has it like, um, first of all, in a sustainable packaging? So that was something that really hit me. Like, why is there nothing sustainable? When you look at gummy supplements, they're always packed in plastic bottles and I really hated it like this sustainability angle has really been always a, a big part like for me um, and the other thing was I didn't know which vitamins to take there was no guidance as such and there was just nothing that was aesthetically pleasing and I felt like you know I have something for you know the, the whole cosmetic world is so full of like beautiful brands aesthetic brands um, that really engage you to take put it on but like in terms of supplements it's always just like this plastic packaging it's quite flashy usually and um, just not very incentivizing and so I decided to you know found a, find a company that really um, makes a difference in terms of it making it fun, easy and really accessible on a daily basis to take your supplements. Because my um, true, I think my 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 one big uh, belief is that no matter how potent your vitamins, 
um, you're not going to take them if they don't taste well and if yeah. they are like unpleasant to take. And when we look at like pills and tablets, often people take iron, for example, because it's like a known deficiency and they have t upset tummies and they have gut health issues, um, especially when taking it on an empty stomach. And so um, that is like something that then leads to people not taking them like me, for example. I mean, I would hate taking my iron, even though I have a known deficiency. Um, and I thought, okay, there must be like a way to do it. And with gummies, the good thing is that it's a food-based supplement so you don't have to take it with with something else you can just take it and it won't upset your tummy and another thing is that gummies obviously are quicker absorbed than any tablet or pill because they don't have to travel all the way to your gut to be digest like absorbed so they can literally just be in your mouth and once you chew they will be absorbed um through um through your um yeah through your mouth into your bloodstreams and that's how you get 10 times quicker results and that was one of the main reasons why i thought well i want something that is good to take sustainable easy fun and delicious and so yeah, yeah that's how i Ticks found it all the boxes takes all the boxes it's amazing <laughs> and it is actually really crazy when you start like looking into things you're like why did why have we always done it the pill way in the past like when you start kind of like reading into it looking into it and like putting it apart you're like why for years and years and years have we all been kind of conditioned to take pills when actually gummies work so much better? So one of my questions was going to be like gummies versus pills. And I'm guessing the main kind of benefit is the absorption and plastic. Like I remember we, we've been together before um, and we looked at these plastic yes. pills and we looked <gasps> like if you get a, a pill and like you can snap it and it's, kind of plasticky I mean it's not plastic because it does obviously absorb in your body but like it's crazy we're yeah. all we're all constantly saying like look at the back of packets like what's in your granola what's in your milks what's in your supplements exactly. as well like guys <laughs> come on like yeah, yeah it's actually so so true I mean because yeah. in the gummies like you could, you've got the ingredients but like you just think oh I'm taking my vitamin a whatever what else is in there mm -hmm. like wh what is it wrapped in what is going into your body it's actually crazy so yeah, it's really, really exciting. I love the whole concept. So can you explain a little bit about what the different kind of varieties are that you have at now and then what made you choose those, those yes, certain varieties? Of course. So um, we currently uh, have a range of six different gummy vitamins, uh, ranging from, we have one for skin, for example, this one. It's our new love. trial pack. <laughs> uh, we have the hair gummies, so containing biotin. Uh, we have um, gut health gummies, um, immunity gummies, sleep gummies, and focus gummies. And the reason why we chose those six different gummies were really based on on uh, research so um, I think um, obviously skin health is like a big topic there was not much research that needed to be done but I think um, for example our hair gummy was uh, one of the the most important um, decisions that we took was to make it really strong because with biotin you can't really overdose it so ours contains like 5,000 micrograms of biotin which is the equivalent of 500x which oh. is like a lot and um, the good thing is really that it really helps you to build the carotene um, and the carotene in, t in turn and you know promotes your hair growth it's an essential protein essent for your for your for your uh, hair growth um, and then sleep I think um, talking to retailers already prior to this sleep is like a big issue sleep mental health the whole loop I think it all closes right um, and so this was also non-negotiable 
and immunity, I guess this is like something you always need. Right mm. now we're in flu season, right? So yeah. um, you know it yourself, like going into tubes, etc. It's it's horrible. We don't even horrible. want to talk about it. <laughs> oh God, horrible. No, that is amazing. That really, really is amazing. And so how many gummies do we need to take in order to get the same amount as taking a pill? Is it one-to-one? How, because they are like sweets. Like I've tried yeah. them. You could just keep on going. So <laughs> firstly is when, what's too much? And secondly, how many do you need to take in order to get the right dosage? Yes. So it depends. So for most of our gummies, we have two a day, which cover mainly 100% of your RNA. So your daily recommended intake rates. So that's the equivalent to taking a pill. Um, and for our gut health gummy and our biotin gummy, we have one a day, one to two a day. So it really depends on, you know, how you feel, listen to your body and, and then wait the results. The good thing is they all contain natural flavors, um, natural ingredients. So it's really not a matter of, uh, you know, putting some um, nasty things into your body. So you can't really overdo it. Like you would have to eat probably a ton of them yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to really uh, cause an issue. I am so excited to announce that I am now an affiliate of Huel. Huel plays such an important role in my life. And after having the co-founder of Huel, James Collier, on the podcast, I can confirm that when they say each bottle is nutritionally complete with 20 grams of protein and 26 of your vitamins and minerals, they mean it. I am such a breakfast person and if I haven't had my breakfast in the mornings, you know about it. But sometimes you need something quick and easy, but I am not willing to compromise on nutrition or taste. And that is where Huel comes in. My go-to flavours are chocolate and vanilla. And if you're listening to this and thinking you need to restock on your Huel, head to the show notes and click the link and place your order today. Um, And so to see results, we always recommend minimum of two to four weeks because obviously your body needs to adapt to your, you know, new vitamins, the new dosage. um, And that's really the time when we see our clients, you know, gaining real and and, um, yeah, countable results. Okay. Okay. Amazing. And so as with any trend, as gummies are booming at the moment, how does Neo stand out? Because I want to touch on where I think you guys personally stand out is definitely in the sustainability side. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys stand out in other ways and how are you going to try and make yourself a bit different compared to like the competition out there? Yeah, no, good question. So I think, as you mentioned, sustainability is definitely one of our main angles. So all our plastic, oh, sorry, all our packaging is non-plastic, mm-hmm. which was a really big, important thing for us. Um, they are all vegan, gluten-free and GMO-free. So I think this is really good because it really enables us to, to reach a broader customer base and with more awareness um, in terms of the veganism etc I think this is great and you don't even notice it so you can you know you can take it as a meat eater and and, and take it but as, as well as you can take it as a vegan um, and the other angle is really the holistic concept so I think this is also where our soon-to-be launch comes into play so can't uh, disclose too much yet mm-hmm. but um as you mentioned before for me it was always about the holistic angle um, for nutrition because what i struggled with when i took supplements and i took them whilst doing my accutane course for example is that i always felt no one took a look at the broader picture and none of the supplements were really helping me to think deeper about my holistic well-being and so i wanted to create a brand which not only gives you like a product but really the tools at hand to think more deeply about you know your mental state of mind your 
I don't know, activity levels, your, um, you know, social levels, etc. Because this all plays into part. And so where we really stand out is the holistic angle. And then this is, again, where we're, we're, we're soon going to see, I think, a, a really great um, uh, a launch coming up. Um, and right now, for example, we have our bottles. We actually have them here. Yes, so amazing. <laughs> um, well, this is the right direction. So basically, really about making sure you also drink enough. Because, you know, no matter how... Um, how many gummies you take if you don't drink enough you won't see the same results um, mm. if you don't exercise enough uh, you won't see the same results uh, yeah. we will launch a, a journal soon which then helps you to track your mental health so it's really about a brand that not gives you the product but also the tools at hand to then prolong your health journey in a different style yeah I love this because often a brand can just provide you the product and be like, but like sell, 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 sell yeah. it. And like, we just want you to buy more, more, more. Whereas you're kind of explaining here that you care about the consumer yeah. so much. Yeah. And actually you're, you're there to help them. You're not there just to make a profit. You're there to make them a better person. So you want them to drink water, you want them to journal, you want them to feel better in themselves. And a lot of brands, obviously the new brands coming to market now are thinking like this, but a lot of the kind of older brands 100%. are just there to make money, just there to make a profit. Yeah. And that's great and obviously that's a business we're here to make money yeah. but obviously the care of the consumer definitely comes comes first so also I want to touch on like personalized nutrition because mm -hmm. I know this is something that you guys are also focusing on and mm -hmm. I think it's really good because obviously everyone is different like you may want you know have to have so many glow gummies but I may have to have less and like it just depends so how are you like the future of Nao going to be kind of focusing on personalized nutrition and how you go about doing it yes good that you touched on it so we are in the making of a personalized um, basically offer uh, to our to our customers um, and I think this is exactly where the future is so the future is definitely personalized and personalized not only in terms of the gummies that you're taking or the vitamins that you're taking but also in terms of your personal health journey afterwards so to give you a little teaser I think it's really important to not just give you the product but then also give you a recommendation for example for a um, nearby uh, yoga studio to help you prolong your journey there or for a sleep and pillow spray so there are like so many different routes that you can take and we really see ourselves as the kickoff point to your personal health journey whereas with other brands you get the product and then that's it you know they leave you to it and this is really something that I want to change that you really feel like you're part of a holistic system and someone takes care of you in a way mm. it's possible obviously as a brand yeah and how do you go about doing that because I love this so much I love the idea and it's yeah. so true like the loop should be continuous mm -hmm. rather than just stopping like it's yeah. not a line it's a circle yeah so how do you go about doing personalized nutrition because that is is a challenge and also consumers don't really appreciate what goes into it like that's a, that's a lot taking people's personalized needs and giving them their unique solution how are you going to go about doing that i think one big solution to is a technology so uh, we really use technology to identify your needs um, and then convert them into personalized suggestions um, not just for your micronutrients but also for your overall health journeys um, so we will be looking at quizzes that you will be taking um, and then potentially you know going further um, some other tools and mechanisms as, as such as biomarkers to then help you make distinct decisions but we're also looking at um, a different approach um, because you spoke about the the future for neo and actually just yesterday went into um, our labs and we're really looking at um, some more tech enabled gadgets to really help you to 
you know, make sure that you stick to your daily routine. So there's something really exciting mm. um, coming out. And I think uh, it's going to help you make the right decisions. Because again, you know, if you, no matter which supplement you take, if you, if it doesn't taste well, or if it's not convenient to take, or um, there are any other obstacles in the way, you will not see your health results. So that's why for us, it's really about not just personalization, but also making it very easy, easy and, and fun to take. And that's why, you know, we have, uh, the the attributes on the product yeah it's so exciting and I think it's a whole new way of looking at the kind of health wellness supplement industry because it is so true and also I feel like as consumers we kind of want that quick fix we kind of think I feel ill let me take a supplement I'm gonna feel better yeah no it's all about consistency and I think I'm probably a sucker for supplements where I don't take them consistently enough I'm a massive one on I want to get all my nutrients from food which I think is great but sometimes your lifestyle your busyness you can't always do that so supplements do come into their own in that sense but I think yeah you've got to be consistent with it and the only way to make it consistent as you said is to make them fun easy enjoyable delicious um have them on the go I know that's another thing that you guys are talking (laughs) about like sachets like that you know they it's good to have both the big jars um and the small so I think you guys are definitely thinking about all the different avenues which is super exciting so to round everything off this has been so good i mean i feel like we could just keep going and going and going and talking about all of this but our final question is always what would your last meal be oh that's a difficult one um probably i think something around spinach i'm a big spinach lover Ooh. so like a, a spinach gratin or oh, something so it's a bit weird but like i love spinach I so love i think uh, something around those lines would okay. probably be good yeah so starter main course dessert so would the spinach gratin be the main course or I, starter I, I, <laughs> no, that would be the main course okay as a, as a dessert obviously the gummy <laughs> gummies and i think it was important that you said that actually before with um, you know taking all the nutrients from your food i think mm. it's super important and on a, I would say the you know every normal human being should be able to cover most of their nutrient intake through you know everyday food. But the problem is that um, vitamin uh, C, um, especially, is water soluble. So mm-hmm. that means that you actually flush it out um, when you go to um, to the loo, etc. And so it's really important to you know take it and supplement it so you are able to then you know yes. reach your levels on a day to day basis. So, so true. So true. I think, yeah, getting it from food is key. Supplementing is also key. I think they work hand in hand. But then like loops back into personalized nutrition and being like everyone is different. You need to work out your levels to then work out what you need to take. So it's super interesting, super exciting. I think you guys are kind of really looking ahead of where we are now and seeing where we're going to go in the future. And I think that is really important for kind of new emerging brands. So super exciting. Thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Thank you so much, Georgia. Thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed the episode. We are coming into the final stretch of 2023 and as this has been the year that I took the podcast full time, I would love to reach my goal of how many people subscribe to this podcast. So if you don't already, please could you do me a huge favor and click that follow and subscribe button. It would genuinely, genuinely mean the world. Thank you so much again and see you next week.